Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Our friend Craig Mish has put a couple of more things on his resume. He's now the senior baseball contributor for the Miami Herald. He's an MLB Network contributor, still doing his uh, Swings and Mishes podcast and joining us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Our friend Craig Mish, great to talk to you. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, Randy and Michelle. Thanks for having me. Do you ever have an hour off? <laughs> I'm on vacation this week, <laughs> if, if you can believe that. <laughs> right before uh, spring not, training. Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, basically after the Super Bowl, I was like, okay, let's do a week, but not really going anywhere, just kind of staying around and, and catching up, you know, just on things that I haven't been able to do around the house and things here in South Florida. But it is great to be with you guys and great to have baseball here around the corner. Well, Craig, thank you so much for giving us some time on your vacation. We really appreciate that. But let's start here in St. Louis. We just did a segment where we looked at the Pocota projections for the Cardinals. They have the Cardinals finishing third in the National League Central. But with Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina returning and, of course, the addition of Nolan Arenado, how do you view the Cardinals this season? Yeah, I mean, I think, Michelle, look, Pocota is very good as far as giving you a little bit of of an idea. The the other thing that I tend to do is I wait till the lines come out in, in Vegas and, you know, on, on some of the places where you can bet and take a look at the win totals. I think that that gives me, honestly, the way that people are betting is more important to me than anything else these days. It seems like they're very sharp with that. Uh, look, I, at the beginning of the season, I'll probably end up picking the Cardinals to win the division. There, there definitely are still some questions, I think, there. But when you add somebody like Arenado, I think more importantly, and, and look from a a fun point of view and a heartwarming point of view, it's very important to bring back Leno and, and Yachty for sure. But really what Arenado is, is the game changer there. And it's almost like getting two players in one when you get him, because you get the best defensive third baseman in baseball, fantastic offensive player as well. And I don't think the division has really done all that much other than St. Louis. So yeah, I, I, I definitely will disagree there. And, and I think the Cardinals probably will be set for about 90 wins this year. It's the way I see it. Craig, you have observed the Marlins very closely for a long time, and we had you on all the time during the whole Giancarlo Stanton situation when uh, obviously his agent, Joel Wolf wanted Stanton to wind up here. When you look now at the Marlins, and, and I, you tweeted about the four guys that they traded, I want you to touch on that, but there's such a comparison. Joel, Joel Wolf talked about the Marlins giving the $30 million to the Yankees to take on Stanton. And now you have the Rockies uh, sending $50 million here to St. Louis. Did that wind up being a good thing for the Marlins? The, the Stanton trade, Randy, was probably the best trade of all the ones that they made because it gave them the freedom to be able to operate and potentially in a few years be able to reinvest some of that money. Now, I, I don't think that Miami will ever pay anyone $300 million again, maybe not even $200 million in this market. It doesn't even have a TV contract at the moment. I'm sure they will in the next few days, but it's it's a tough place because of the fan base here. They don't really support the fans in the way that, that they should, in my opinion. But the the trade of all the trades that, I mean, people say that, you know, we can go through the trade for Ozuna, which worked out very well for Miami as well. But in my opinion, being able to shed that money, there's no question that that was the best trade of all the ones that they made because it really gave them the freedom and flexibility to continue to operate. I don't think they could have with him. And, and as you tweeted the other day, in addition to Stanton, Ozuna, Yelich, 
uh, and then Real Muto. You look at those four deals and the contracts that those four players signed, there are a handful of franchises that would have been able to keep those guys around. So from that perspective, what Derek Jeter and the Marlins did actually turns out to be smart. Randy, if you can give me those hand, the handful of those teams, that would be great. I'd see two. It's the Dodgers, the Yankees. I, I think if the I Cubs wanted there. to do it, they could, and, and the Mets now. Uh, Maybe may the Mets, but let's be honest. Have the Mets really spent a lot of money this offseason? I mean, they got Lindor and they got, you know, uh, Trevor May. I mean, they really did not. They haven't, but they could. The that, that's my point, is if they wanted to, they could. Well, I, that, you know what, Randy? That remains to be seen because they did talk a huge game going into the offseason, but uh, did they really add that much payroll to the team at this point? I Look, if they sign Lindor to a $300 million contract, your point will be well taken. But until that happens, it is the Mets. I'm going to reserve judgment okay, on so, that. But still, um, the, so let's leave it at the Yankees and the Dodgers. The, the, those are the teams, right? That, right, yeah. The, the yeah. Marlins yeah, Your, your point have. is correct. Yeah, your point, your point is accurate, and that was the point that I was trying to make where I, I just don't think that there's any baseball team in, in, in America that would have you know, signed all those guys to long-term extensions. Now, the counterpoint to that, which we always have to make because it's radio, is that could the Marlins have just kept Real Muto or could they have just kept Yelich? And, of course, the answer to that is yes. And, and the Yelich trade that Miami made was horrible and, and is not going – it is going to go down as one of their worst trades that they've ever made. I mean, there's no denying that. The players that they got back in return are still developing, but it doesn't look great. So, yes, they could have kept one or two of them, but this, this idea that we see on social media, probably I would say once every, I don't know, two or three months, wow, look at all the Marlins that they could have had and look at all these great players. No one really looks at the reality that they couldn't have paid any of them. Exactly. Nobody would. So, yeah, it's just kind of ridiculous. That's a great point, Craig. And the Marlins were such a great story last year, having them sneak into the playoffs after everything they endured. I think a lot of people in the country were really pulling for them. But what are the projections that you have for the Marlins this season? Well, Michelle, you know, it's really interesting. They signed, uh, you know, they're going to sign. I guess it's not official yet, but as I reported yesterday, they got Adam Duvall. So that's a nice, you know, little upgrade for them. And Anthony Bass is the other player that they got that's potentially going to be their closer. And I would tell you this, coming off of last season, Michelle, where they made the postseason for the first time, and it feels like forever, but, you know, maybe about 10, 15 years, had the division not gotten these these upgrades massively in Philadelphia, bringing back Real Muto and Washington, adding Josh Bell and Schwarber to go along with the pitching, and as Randy and I were just talking about the Mets getting Lindor and some other pieces, I would have said, you know, the, the Marlins are right back there again. But, man, that division just got some huge upgrades again. It's going to be really tough for them. The Braves are clearly the class, and they brought Ozuna back. I mean, I guess somewhere in the 70s, Michelle, would be probably my prediction. Optimistically, you would think maybe they could get to 500 like they did last year in that short season. But on paper right now, I don't see it. So somewhere in the 70s would be where I'd stand right now. And you mentioned Ozuna, Craig. He goes back to the Braves on a four-year, $64 million deal. What did you think of the terms of that deal? Well, very friendly for the Braves in the first year, that's for sure. It seems like every contract, by the way, in, in 2021, the, the owners don't really want to uh, shell out the money, so a lot of the money is deferred. But what's really interesting is that Tampa Bay had a three-year offer to Ozuna in like the $45 million range, 
And, and I think that with a player like Ozuna, and you saw it in St. Louis, is that, in, in my opinion, he's a very talented player. He's a very good player, but he's always supremely, it seems to be motivated to get that next contract. So I am kind of curious how he does perform, knowing that his life is now set, his financially, uh, you know, his financial freedom for the rest of his life now, having you know, basically guaranteed $45, $50 million, whatever that is. But I think from the Braves' perspective, it was a really good deal because, again, you get the $12 million this year where there's no DH, and then I think we all will agree that in 2022 we'll have the designated hitter and then Ozuna could fit right in there, and then he can get his you know, $15, $16 million at that point. One more thing for our friend Craig Mish. You're down in South Florida. The Major League Baseball Players Union and owners have agreed on protocols for spring training. What's your confidence level that spring training will go off with these protocols without a hitch? Yeah, it feels good right now for the time being. I was really skeptical. I did not think that it would start on time, but it does seem like everything is in place. I do like the fact that they're going to put in that contact tracing digitally to keep tabs on on all the players and where they're going. And uh, you know, I, I, and as far as the punishment goes, I'm not really sure how that all that will work. But it does feel like Roger Dean Stadium will have the Marlins and Cardinals there at some point next week. Uh, at least from the indications, we have a call today actually with the Marlins to figure out what we're going to be able to do and not do. My guess is not very much from a media standpoint until the games begin. So uh, my guess is, Randy, that this will go off without a hitch. The tickets have not yet gone back on sale because there's no schedule yet at Roger Dean. But uh, I will be seeing a lot of the Cardinals in March because (laughs) they're just not playing any West Coast teams in the state of Florida. So I think from the 24 games that I saw the Marlins play, uh, I I think that half of them are against the Cardinals from what I saw. So 10 to 12 times. And I don't think that's been released yet, but I think 10 to 12 times. Miami's going to face off against St. Louis in that stadium. And uh, one last thing. You're allowed to make us jealous here. It's 16 degrees and wet and (laughs) snowy in St. Louis right now. How about where you are? I think we are at it this morning. I'm looking outside here in my house. Uh, Let me see here. It looks about 77 and and sunny. But look, in a normal season, in a normal situation, I would invite you guys down here. For spring training and bring the whole 101 team and, and let's you know you know i'll come on the shows and do all that but look i, I know that we're in a tough spot again uh, with the pandemic but hopefully in 2022 or maybe hey, hey who knows let's be optimistic maybe sometime in march we'll get this done sounds great craig we always appreciate your time especially when you're on vacation thank you so much and we'll talk to you soon all right have a great day thank you, you see you later that's our friend craig mish of mlb network radio the miami herald he's a busy guy Not this week, but he's busy because we called him. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. 
And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.